Hi, and welcome back to Game Time Podcast with your hosts, Alex Rubinson and Shai Dweck. Odo Beckham trade to the Cleveland Browns, and Tony Brown trade to the Oakland Raiders, and so many more signings to get to. So let's get right into it, because it's Game Time! We'll start with Odell Beckham Jr., now former Giants wide receiver, being traded to the Cleveland Browns for a first-round pick, a third-round pick, and safety dribble preppers. Now, we know you really like this move, don't Uh, you, Alex? I I mean, I feel like the Giants could have gotten more for OBJ. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, at first, when I looked at this, I said... Okay, you know, but I'm not a Giants fan, of course, like you are. But I said, okay, I think it's just good value. I, I said that to you. You did. You and called me right after the trade was unofficial, uh, but I announced, think, then I you did it. I think it's pretty good value, you know, for a receiver that's had, you know, some issues, kind of some sort of bad-mouthing or not faith in his quarterback. I mean, he doesn't know when to shut his pie hole. Okay. That's basically... You can put it like that. Um, and then, I mean, he... I mean, of course, he's been good on Sundays, you know. He's been unbelievable I've, on Sundays. Yeah, I've always thought he's been a little bit overrated, but I think he's still one of the best receivers in the league, no question. But, I mean, he's had issues in, you know, kicking the uh, equipment on the sidelines, you know, being too much of a hothead and a personality. He that, punched a hole in the Green Bay Packers locker room after they lost a playoff game. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, these are just... I think the Giants, and I think, you know, Pat Shermer, was was kind of like, kind of maybe enough, you know? He saw, sort of, maybe he saw that... Can I... You know, I've been following, as a Giants fan, I've been following this entire story. So, mm-hmm. apparently they wanted to trim last year, but Pat Shermer kind of interfered and said, no... I think I can handle him. I think I can uh, help him through these, you know, I guess, struggles or through the through his issues. Mm-hmm. And then after this past year, Sherman realized, I can't do it. He's kind of like, I'm done. I'm Enough. done. Let, let's just straight. Maybe he saw the Antonio Brown trade. Do you think he got any influence from that? No, no, because I think uh, every situation is different. Mm-hmm. And no, yeah. I'm... Also, there were reports like, oh, a trade would have to blow the Giants away. Mm. More information is coming out that it was more of, I mean, the Giants aren't going to trade him for nothing, but they're a lot, they're almost willing to trade him. They, right. they, they no longer, a team doesn't have to blow them away. They just need to get good enough value. Because initially we thought two first rounders was, a pre- was the asking price, but now as we see. Well, you know, yeah. the price the price tag has obviously come down, and it was more of, we're going to take best offer, but we're not going to trade him for nothing. You Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Um, I think when you say good enough, when I look at this trade, I still look at this trade being more than that kind of good enough. I don't see it being very good. I, I as, much, as I did when I first talked to you, I thought it was very good value. The more I look at it from a Giants perspective... I'm I'm just kind of saying, okay, maybe take a step back and look at it from a different angle. But I still I still think, I think, like, as you were saying, a first-round pick from this year and a first-round pick for next year is probably that, like, good, ideal value, right? Two first-round picks, that's what you were, that's what, you don't That's what I was crossing my fingers for, but right. that's obviously ideal. And in the NFL, you don't always get equal value in pick, in the form of picks. And yeah. Now, I think this stuff. is sort of in between that good enough 
and the two first round. This thing is in between. But they, you know, if they get a young guy they can develop and Jabril Peppers, you know, someone who Repla- has it does repl- he does replace Landon Collins, which right? Not the same talent, talent. obviously, but someone but who can the potential can, is right. The potential is now there. obviously he hasn't really come into the NFL and been you know a force. Like he was supposed to be, people thought he was gonna be. But he I was, have faith in James you know. Betcher, their uh, defensive coordinator, who really kind of groomed uh, Tyron Matthew, mm-hmm. who we saw what he did on the free agent market. Right. So, I mean, I'm hoping that we that he can groom Jerome Peppers into the player we all know he can be. But then it also yeah, comes he was outstanding in college, college and then it also comes down you have to hit on those picks. Right. Now, then, of course, you get the picks. You get the 17 overall and then the first round, and uh, which I think is a very solid pick. You know, those picks can put you in prime position to maybe trade up in, you know, top three I'm if hearing, that's what I'm you want to do. That, that what I'm hearing that's what the Giants don't want to do. I'm hearing... No, I don't think they should, but I uh, think it allows them to have flexibility in that regard. Uh, sources sources um, are saying that... It's looking more and more likely the Giants will go with one of that one of those great defensive front seven mm. players with their sixth pick to kind of fill that void of uh, Olivier Vernon. Olivier Vernon, there, who so. also got traded to uh, the Browns, mm-hmm. but also just because these players are so talented, these players are so good, and you know maybe they don't love Haskins or Murray, and they don't want to force the issue. Gettleman, as he took Barkley last year, showed he will take the best player available. And the best player available at number six is likely to be a front seven guy, whether that's Montez Sweat, Devin White, Ed Oliver, or maybe if a team trade, if a couple teams have a surprise pick or trade up to the quarterback, mm-hmm. maybe a guy like Josh Allen or Quinnen Williams falls to the Giants at yeah. six. But at seven, at seventeen, are you having that same, or even at even if at six, if there is a quarterback available? Like Haskins, are you taking him? If if Gettleman and that crew loves him, yes. If they don't love him or are having mixed feelings about him, I don't think they'll take him. But should they? It depends on how they feel. I really well, believe that. Well, we know that. that but it really depends on how they put feel. Put on your GM hat, right? I, I have to do more scouting. Okay. <laughs> well... I would say, I think, in my opinion, if Haskins is available take him. at six, I would take him. Uh, I mean, and, I guess I would if I had enough information. But if he, if Gettleman or Shermer or any, or the ownership, if they don't feel like he's the guy, and they don't feel like he fits the Giants' system uh-huh. and the Giants' culture and organization, I'm not going to get angry if they don't take him. Yeah, If they really believe that he's not the guy or he's not the guy for them, I'll be fine. I'll. I won't get angry if they don't take yeah. him. So they get that pick, and they get the uh, third, third round, a third as rounder. Well. So which was the Browns' second third rounder, which again would have loved a higher third rounder. Right. Um. I mean, obviously for me, you know, a Steelers fan a Steelers who fan. talk about another receiver getting traded, Antonio Brown. Obviously, that offer looked great. Compared, compared to, to that, but, we but, gave him away for you know a Target gift card and a happy ending T-shirt. You know, <laughs> well, I was very upset when that trade went down. Yeah, um, but I expected the Steelers to give up that much. You expect them to get that much? 
Or D, sorry, yes. I mean, like, I thought the pos- there was a possibility they could get maybe a second rounder. Uh, but I think I, w- I would have been more surprised if they got a first than they got what they got. I was expecting at that point to get the Raiders' second round pick. That's what I was expecting. Well, apparently, Colbert called Mayock. Uh, GMs called each other. And Colbert, you know, proposed the second round idea. Mayock shut him down right then and there and said, nope. And then I think with the Bills trade falling through, you just saw more and more teams falling out and just getting more and more almost scared of what A.B. has done off the field and the power he has even under contract. And, and I think the Steelers kind of fell, said, did something that they said they weren't going to do, and I didn't think they were going to do, is fall hostage to a player. And they haven't done this in the past. You saw Le'Veon Bell, they were patient there. They didn't give up anything they didn't want to. But here, you see them maybe no. panicking a little bit that these teams they are falling couldn't... out and just kind of taking what was there. Well, because there's no way that Antonio Brown could have walked in that locker room with those guys. I mean, we thought it was already bad with them being like the Kardashians. If he walks back in that locker room to begin next season, you I, I can't imagine it getting any better. It probably gets way worse. They I mean, had to trade him. It was I, a must. I agree, but I don't think that's what... Because Kevin Colbert repeatedly said, we could have him back next year. Now, I think that was more of not trying to seem as vulnerable to the other to the, to the market. I, I, I get it, but as the process went on, the Steelers really no, had I think no they, leverage. I think they had to trade him. By the time the trade went down... But they didn't want teams to know that. By the time the trade went down, everybody in the world knew the Steelers didn't have any leverage. I mean, I, I, I just every day Antonio Brown made cr- it worse. Made, made, it made worse. matters worse. I, I, I just because you know people aren't even saying like some people. I don't think that many people are saying the Raiders got like a steal with how AB has behaved. I don't I mean, think they I got a complete steal. I mean, I guess it, he's still Antonio Brown. And he, I think he, he does really like Derek Carr, and I think he wanted to go to Oakland. So I think he'll be on his best behavior. Um, <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, with all that had transpired, I guess the Raiders won the deal. But I don't really think... They gave him money, too. I mean... They did rework his contract, they too. They paid him. But, with, again, with all that transpired, I don't think you gave him away for, like, nothing. Like, I think you did get a, a couple of solid picks, mid-round picks, that you can work with, and, you know, maybe you'll be able to hit on those picks, and they'll be, you know, these great players. But with uh, with everything that had happened, a third and a fifth I don't think is as bad as you have, uh, as you have thought as a Steelers fan. Well... I'm looking at this, and the I think the best thing you take away from this is the happy ending T-shirt, which means. And then can, he he purchased a billboard that said, you know, thank you Pittsburgh or something. I don't have a very friendly response to that one that I'm gonna share on the podcast, but uh. I don't know. Did you see that? I don't know. If you I did. did. I did. See you that. did. Okay. Yeah. He had. He he was thankful to Steelers fans. Most Steelers fans are probably not feeling very uh, 
thankful towards him. A little stronger than that, but yes. Yeah, I mean, that's just, you look at how I think he's the best Pittsburgh receiver ever. Ever? Better than Heinz Ward? Better I, than Santonio Holmes? I probably. I mean, uh, probably Sears fans probably won't want to admit it, but I think... Especially how it ended. I also think he should go into the Hall of Fame as a, as a Steeler, but I I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't mean, know. I have control of that. He but spent nine years there, I just and wanna, he's been great for at really six, at least six of yeah, them. Yeah, so I just want to just so kind of say. He'll probably like, go in as a Steeler, assuming he right. continues this trend, but if he spent another six, seven years in Oakland or something, uh-huh. and he enjoys it in Oakland... Who knows? And it and he retires happily as an Oakland Raider or something. I wouldn't be surprised if he spent that long of of his career in Oakland and he picked the Raiders over the Steelers. Well, I think I think it's a good point. That's another discussion more about. It's another. That's discussion. probably another discussion. But I just wanted to bring up that you know, the Steelers fans they look at how much he's done for them. You had to be a, you have to be a little bit but again disappointed but also grateful. And then, and then you know, zero Super Bowl wins. I know yeah. they went. I know they went to the Super Bowl when he went in his rookie year, but he wasn't really a big part of that team. Right. But so really, a, zero Super Bowls. This allows you though to kind of the happy ending teacher to focus to put away this Kardashians, put away the drama, s- sit down and focus. Okay, focus on football. Focus on football, right? And. I, I, you have a young core there, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, that line that's still very good, that is still there, you know. Except Marcus Gilbert. Marcus Gilbert, but he wasn't really a part of the He was probably the big trade, right? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't really a part of the team last year, being out due to injury and suspension, suspension and Matt Filer taking over very well, but that's a different conversation. But I, I think the Steelers will be, are not going through a rebuild yet. They want to see if they can still milk the last few years of the war office. We're going to see if they can win now. But, um... Let's kind of go back to the OBJ to the Browns. First, just kind of wrapping everything together and how it's the AFC North. The Browns also, in the deal, got uh, Olivier Vernon from the Giants, who I... Who Vernon's a very... He's a good pass rusher, but I, I was kind of happy about that trade. I thought it was a good trade for the Giants. Also getting... Kevin Zeitler, some they offensive got Zeitler line bro. help. Because right? now you actually look at the Giants' own line, and you actually look, it's actually not that bad. If if everyone can live up to the to their potential. Not that bad. It's been pretty, you know, for Giants fans, you're, that's not, you know, yeah, bad at all. Not yeah, that bad. Yes. Because if, if Soldier and Hernandez can live up to their potential, Giants actually have a, dare I say, good own line? Whew. I know. Wow. <laughs> Again, could be a little strong, but kind of going back to Vernon to the Browns with that contract, and he had been injured over the last two years. Vernon can still, re- at his peak, can still play at a high level. But I thought that contract, with the amount of with the production he has displayed and the amount of time he's been available with all those injuries. I was kind of happy when they decided to move on from Vernon. I and I thought with getting Zeitler, I was worried he would have to be one of those desperate trades where they get like a six rounder. Mm. So I actually really liked what they got in return. I think it was kind of a win win because the Browns now get a guy who can uh, line, line up, up beso- op- opposite, opposite Miles, Miles Garrett. Garrett, who I think might be a top five pass rusher in, in the NFL. Oh, yeah, I would agree. Plus they 
their second round pick last year, like Austin Corbett, is a guard. So now he'll, you know, they wanted to trade Zeitler, and the Giants wanted to trade Vernon, so it was actually a, you know, perfect match. So I think that was a win-win. And then, obviously, Browns are going to be good. They have Odell Beckham now. And yeah. I think it was a, eh, again, as a Giants fan, I kind of wish, I kind of thought the Giants could have gotten more for Odell, especially with him. There are five years left on his contract. He's yeah. 26 years old. Uh, you know, he'll be now with his best friend, Jarvis Landry. Uh, what I'm confused with as a Giants fan is they went outside Golden Tate to a four-year deal. Yeah. So that kind of puzzled me because I thought, you know what, you train Odell, you're tanking, you're rebuilding, you're going to tear the entire thing down, start from scratch. Yeah, I thought okay. that was interesting. That's okay if you're going to start the entire thing from scratch. Well, they're not paying him that much. <laughs> Over I, $9 million I Per year? Which isn't a lot. I think a guy of nowadays when everyone's being overpaid, for, no, I didn't see that being, you know, a guy, too nine much. million a year for Golden Tate. It's actually I think a really good deal. I think it's a fair deal for both sides. I think Golden if Tate if he plays to you know what do you know he can be? Yes, I think Golden Tate's a very good receiver. I think Golden Tate is one of one of the best slot receivers in football. I have no problem with the player Golden Tate. I just am puzzled. Are the Giants rebuilding? By the type of move. By the type of move, yes. Are they rebuilding? Which, if they want to, if they want to tear everything down, if they want to start from scratch, if they want to be the laughing stock of the league for the next few years, but then they can slowly work their way up, I'm fine with that. It'll be tough when they're the laughing stock of the league and being awful. But if I know what, it, if I know it's because they're tanking, and I know it's because of what they're trying to do, like what the Browns did. Uh huh. Trust the process. I, exactly. I'm okay with that, even though it might be hard, you know, at that time. I almost wish they were tanking instead of what they're doing now. Because they're not, even with Odell, this was not a playoff team. This was not a team that was going to make a deep run. This was a team that was in need of multiple players to be good. Now, they were not one player away. I, so I, I was. I almost wish they did tear everything down over going halfway because that's what they're really doing. They're trying to win, but they're but they're not going yeah, to win. So they're the, going halfway, which is almost the worst thing to do. Either you're all in or you're all out. They're going halfway, which is like the worst thing you could do. I thought that they once they traded um, Snacks Harrison, I thought it was you know rebuild, and I would have been okay with that. I thought it I was didn't a love the tra- right. I didn't love the snack Harrison trade. Neither did I. I thought it was stupid. But if again, if it meant if it meant they were rebuilding, if it meant they were tearing things down, if it meant they were just trying to build through the draft, I'm okay with that. And but they're going halfway, which in any sport has proven it doesn't work. It won't work. Well, they let Landon Collins walk. I thought that was smart. I didn't think it was smart until you don't think it, it was smart. Let me you finish. You're talking about not going halfway. No, let me finish. I thought well, because I think I wanted the Giants to franchise tag Collins or re-sign Collins until I saw the until I saw what he got from the Redskins. Six years, eighty-four million dollars. When as a guy, not what you were expecting. I was a little. It was. It was rich for me, and. Because fourteen million is now tied with Tyron Matthew for the most by safety ever. I think that Tyron Matthew got way overpaid. But it is for a shorter term deal, so it's a lot. It's less risk. I know. I'm just talking about like the money. 
Okay. I think Landon Collins is one of the best safeties in the NFL, no question. I do too, but you look... I he, wasn't that surprised. As someone who has watched him. Landon Collins for the last four years, he cannot cover. He can't cover. So you are paying a guy $14 million a year, most by a safety, ever. You're paying a guy $84 million over six years. I believe, what, $45 million guaranteed for a guy to lay close to the line of scrimmage and make tackles. Look, hey, have fun in Washington. Do what, you know. Have fun but, hey, beating the Giants. Have fun guarding Saquon Barkley. Because Saquon Barkley will tear him up. And he can... Landon Collins cannot cover running backs. Are we mad? Landon Collins cannot cover running backs. Landon Collins cannot cover tight ends. Landon Collins cannot cover receivers. So he's no longer the best safety in the NFL, in your opinion. Because that's what you were telling me two months ago. I said best strong safety. I did not say best safety. I think you said best safety. But then I changed it to strong safety because then I realized mm. he can't cover at all. Mm. He okay. can't cover, in my opinion. Like, in my opinion, he is a liability in coverage. A liability? You're going to go that far? In coverage, yes. In coverage, in coverage, he was at least this past year for the New York Giants. I watched every New York Giants game. He was a complete liability in coverage. Hmm. And then you wanted to resign. I didn't think he would command that much money. Uh huh. If I knew, if I knew it was going to take that to resign him, I probably, I think, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. And you know what? Maybe he learns how to cover in D.C. Maybe he all of a sudden turns his game in coverage up I'm a notch. Say, I'm going to say something. But so far, have fun in Washington. Cause Is it possible that... I don't want to say he wasn't trying, but it seemed almost that the Giants had almost given up. Collins you know, was... Two years ago, maybe. Two years ago, maybe. Two years ago, maybe. This past year, I don't think he gave up. You don't, don't think so? Last year, I could see players show a complete lack of effort. This year, I think well, also that was for Ben McAdoo, who was an awful coach who like ben nobody, was no, terrible. and nobody played for him. Nobody, you know what I mean by that. Yeah. So I feel like Shermer, even though maybe the wins didn't show it, he was a better coach. Players, even when they were out of it, played hard. They played to the very end, and you know Collins, he missed. Just last, can't cover. He also he exactly he can't cover, <laughs> and plus he broke his. Uh, he broke his arm last or a couple years ago, and this past year he missed the final four games due to a tour labrum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I just, I think it was, I I wasn't, I think I was expecting him to have a big deal, maybe not that much. Um, exactly. But I, I that, that was too that was too big for my liking. Just kind of moving on. Shifting, God, just one more thing I want to talk about those wide receiver trades. The wide, yeah. Is kind of, both are going to clear up some cap space for the teams in the following yeah. year. In the following years. Giants, I think, owe Odell about $16 million a year this year, which is a lot. But I believe the Steelers now, own Antonio Brown like $21.12 mm-hmm. million. Now, I saw this last year. Or so for, this year. For, but for I know, 20... wait, I just want to say one more thing. They owe a lot of money to these receivers this year, uh-huh. but going forward, I think that's when a big chunk of salary cap yeah. space, and that also helps, especially if you're the Giants and you are, Lord knows what they're doing. I saw on, I believe it was over the cap, 
for 2020, you know, we obviously don't know who they're going to resign or anything, and plus, or when this was posted. Also, but we don't, can I say me, one more thing? Let me, let me finish, finish. No, 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 this has to do with just, uh, also, we don't know the salary cap. Salary cap always goes up about right. 10 to 12 million, but usually, like this year, we didn't know until like about a month ago if it was going to be 188 to one. It was, they always have an estimate, mm. but we never really know. So, these are rounded numbers. Right. So... I don't know what I suspect it was recently, but they said that the Pittsburgh Steelers projected would for next year would have sixty six million. Well, so that's not including uh, Big Ben's new deal. No, because that hasn't happened yet. Exactly. But I'm even with I still think it's a pre- I think it's a lot of money. You know? But also, I mean, you look at they did sign like Stephen Nelson. And you know, uh, Dante right. Moncrief, and then obviously you well, Moncrief wasn't a very big deal. It was. I mean, I didn't think so, but Nelson was eight million a year, which is nothing. I think it's you know a little rich, but it's it's nothing huge. Also, you know who's up for an extension after this year? Who? Juju. So when do you talk That's about? That's right. Yeah. When do you talk about it? Because remember, Cause he's going to get paid. Because and also because he wasn't a first round pick, he only has four years on his deal, and this is the third or fourth year. Actually, I think he's open. For, I think he actually couldn't negotiate an extension with him this year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. I haven't had any reports that they were negotiating. This I'm not year. saying. No, I'm not saying they are. But I'm saying still. that hypothetically, they can, they are allowed no, to. They I can think, go forward with negotiating contract. No, if I they think Pittsburgh to. really likes Juju, and I think he'll get a big extension from them. I'd be shocked if they didn't like. I'm not saying this year, but within the next one to two years, I'd be shocked if he wasn't paid. By the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think he'll stay a Steeler for at least the foreseeable future. And I think that he will get his money. And, I mean, who knows? Maybe the money they're paying AB, they can now pay to Juju. Yeah. But this brings up the new question of... Who's the king of the north in the AFC? Yeah, the king of the north. Is it the Browns? I mean, Browns are now Odell. Is it Olivia Vernon? Once winter comes. (laughs) We will see. Yeah, using these Game of Thrones references. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, also, apparent, uh, it'll be interesting because, you know, apparently they were really in on Earl Thomas. Eric Berry's now a free agent after the Chiefs. Earl were... Thomas now with the Ravens. Yeah. Again, AFC North. Like, hey, don't count off those Ravens who, although they lost a few players, they got Mark Ingram, they brought in Earl Thomas. But I can't, I don't see the defense being as good without C.J. Mosley. That's, I just, that's I just the don't one. see it. They, I, they upgraded at safety. Earl Thomas is better than Eric Weddle. Nothing against Eric Weddle. Eric Weddle is a very good safety. Yes. But Earl Thomas is one of the best safeties in football. So, I agree. They upgraded at safety, but CJ Mosley was like the captain of that defense. He, he, I, I believe he was the glue. When you thought Ravens defense this era, it was CJ Mosley. Yeah. I mean, he made the play at the end. The, uh, the he that I mean that throw against from Baker the, Mayfield to get week to seventeen the playoffs. against the Browns to for a trip to the playoffs he tipped it to himself and he made I a hated that play <laughs> I know you it did. was a fantastic play by Mosley like that was so, like from the from the looking back on it that was a incredible play from the year from he him. was drafted to now yeah. he's been one he's been consistently one of the best linebackers in all football and not saying he's the best. But one can make the case, possibly. possibly. I think that's a little rich. Possib- but I, all pro. I, He's an all pro linebacker. I won't. I won't argue with you. Okay, there we go. An all pro is obviously like usually top four. You two outside, two inside. So, but I mean, it's gonna be tough because 
who who do you see winning this division? And if so, who do you see making the playoffs? Oh Just so we God. can wrap up this kind of conversation here. Oh my God! I think it's a good this, note. This everybody's talking about the AFC North right now. An I'll underrated talk. move by the Browns was Sheldon Richardson. No, I. I and the Browns obviously they don't have a first round pick. They want to win now. Browns? Because Vernon... Well, obviously. They well, just yeah. for Olivier Vernon, just Odell sort of Beckham em- Jr. Em- emphasize that point. But those are both... But Odell Beckham Jr. is young. You know, you have a few years. Vernon only has two years left on his deal, though. But Vernon's on the, on the wrong side of 30, is he not? I think he's only 28. Is he? Okay. But it well, feels like he's been in the league for forever. It does, right? <laughs> but and, and um, we know I could Richard, be wrong, but I Richardson's, think... Richardson's, what, 28, 29, 30? He's up there. He's yeah, up there. So, but I think more about the age and... Or less about the age, more about they signed Richardson to a three year deal, and then Vernon's on the on the uh, under contract for two more years. Uh-huh. So it's not like these absurd long term deals that these guys are under. They do have the quarterback now. Mm-hmm. They do have the running back, whether that's Nick Chubb and or Kareem Hunt. Uh-huh. They have the receiving the long term receiving duo with Jarvis Landry and Odo Beckham Jr. They have a a. Franchise pass rusher uh-huh. in Miles Garrett, a franchise cornerback in Denzel Ward. They have the they have the cornerstone pieces, and these cornerstone pieces are all under contract for a long time and are all really young. Mm-hmm. I think the I think in the North the Browns on are they winning this division? On paper, they're the most talented. Will are they winning this division? Are they winning this division? I'll say yes, but. You can never count on those Steelers. I mean, as long... Like that. As long... I know Big Ben didn't have a terrific year with all the interceptions. All the touchdowns. But interceptions. And with A.B. Oh, sorry. No, passing yards. It was passing yards. Yeah, it was passing yards. With A.B. and Le'Veon gone, it's going to obviously make it a lot tougher. I think the two things that play Something tells me that if I were... Something tells me not to go against them. I don't know. It's I I, think, as good as the Ravens are. I think Lamar Jackson is going to take a step back because he's going to have to actually throw the ball. And sh- throw. Yeah, I'm not saying he can't. And defenses are going to catch on to that little scheme that that that, that those Ravens are running. The Chargers it helps that it. they have Mark Ingram. It helps that they have Mark Ingram now. Mark Ingram, the Ravens do, but but he's also kind of on the decline. I dare say Mark Ingram. Well, because he is also kind of. Getting up there age wise, and I I just think his running style is not. It's downhill power football, which you take a lot more hits. Right, and that's and more how, injuries. More happen. injuries, and also running. That's how running backs' he, careers shorten when they take all those hits. Pretty much restricted, I think, to between the tackles. He's not a runner that gets to the outside. That's what was so um, prolific about him and Kamara that duo because uh-huh. they were completely different backs. Camaro was the outside, I can, you know, run past you, you can also throw me the ball, and Ingram was the nitty-gritty, between-the-tackles, bulldozer-type back. That was why that duo was so talented and prolific. Is, is there a... Who's the second team in the North? Is there a team in the North that makes the playoffs, besides the Cleveland Browns? I think Steelers make it. I would agree. I mean, I, I think we're going to see two teams from New York, from the North. I think it's going to be the Browns and Steelers. I think, on paper, the Browns should win the division, but I don't know. I think the two things you look at, and I was just telling the you. The loser of the division between the Browns and the Steelers, I believe, unless there's like a big injury like to uh-huh. the quarterback or something, I believe 
the loser of that division does get in as a wild card. Hmm. I I think that the that but the two things you have to look at, I think, in the AFC North. One is Gotti Baker Mayfield. Okay. I think he's not gonna progress as much as people think. I don't think I, he's gonna progress a ton, but I think something that really is sneaky is that he didn't remember, it was Tarod, it was Tarod, it was Tarod. He didn't know when he was coming in, he didn't know if he was gonna come in. Now he has that certainty. There won't be any again, barring any like unreal, you know, surprising things. There won't be any mid-season firings. Because remember, Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley got fired middle of the year. So I don't yeah. think you take away all those uncertainties. I think it'll be more clear. And also, it's just less distractions for both teams, obviously. Because the Steelers don't have to, at least we don't think we'll have to deal with any distractions. Right. So I think that's obviously going to be important. But... I, th- I look at Baker Mayfield. I think he's gonna, yeah, I think he's gonna step up. Make sure those playmakers that you talk about, OBJ, you know, feed him. You Jarvis have to feed Landry, him. And Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. You know, so you, I think you've got to feed him. But obviously, the quarterback is ahead of the team. I think no matter what, and, he, and Odell Baker and Jarvis, the three of them actually have a really good relationship. No, yeah, I agree. So I think that will help. But I, I, I think Baker's got to still play well for the Browns to have any chance for this division. Even though people might not think he has that chip on his shoulder, he's always going to carry it personally. Mm. He was a walk-on in college, I believe. He, you know, people criticized his height coming into the NFL draft. You know, he didn't people, start right away. He didn't start right. People criticized, people were saying, what are the what are the Browns doing taking him number one overall? Yeah. He's, whether we think it or not, Baker Mayfield, personally, will always have that chip on his shoulder, and he's always going to carry it with him to every game and every play. Mm-hmm. Now, another guy I think we have to look at is Juju Smith-Schuster. The, the Steelers have a lot of confidence in him to go he has in there and himself, be which he should. that number one. I think if he lives up to that potential, that immense he has, the 22-year-old, you know, who's got a big frame, extremely good acceleration, I mean... I, if he lives under that potential, Definitely. the Steelers can be dangerous. A force. A force. I don't disagree with And you. especially if they get that linebacker, that glue we're talking about in the middle, to kind of help replace Shazier, get maybe get, you know, Devin Bush, someone like that. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers, you obviously you can't sleep on them. I'm a Steelers fan. Am I am I just talking, you know, dreams or Well, I think the big thing you mentioned is if if Juju lives up to his potential. And I'm not saying he won't, because if he does, the Steelers can be dangerous, and I think they can win the division. No, I don't disagree. Yeah, I. But I, that is an I if. Agree. And again, I'm not saying he definitely he's won't. He's going to be facing those press coverages, double coverages, scheming him. Those number one corners. And, mm-hmm. you know. Now, here's a stat Juju Fischer led the league last year in contested catches. What does that mean to you? It's impressive, and it means he can really go up and win those 50-50 balls. But you do have to take into account those statistics are majority of the time mm-hmm. against number two cornerbacks. He's going to have to face you know, the best of the best corners now. He's mm-hmm. going to have to face double teams, press coverages, all sorts of different looks. Because with Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown got all those looks. And Juju, who is a really good receiver, no destroyed number two corners. 
but now he has, exactly. But now he has to face the number one guys. Now he has to face those double, triple teams. Because also, do you think he can handle it? I don't know. He has to show me. He has to show me. I'm Would not. You make a prediction. Just wild. I think it'll be good, not great. Good, not great. So we think less than the numbers, like less than fourteen hundred yards. Oh, definitely. Which was very impressive last. Uh, fourteen hundred is incredible. I don't think he'll give. Again, I could be wrong. If I were to make Antonio Brown didn't get fourteen hundred, right? Exactly. And he handles those all the time, and he's good at them. Great at handling them. Although you think he missed that, he he was like a hundred three yards away, and he missed that last game against the Bengals. Mm. So he could have gotten hundred three, possibly. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's you know. A big factor. So the AFC North is going to be interesting to to, to look at, watch. Let's kind of move on now to another for another former Steeler, Le'Veon Bell. We finally got the intern Le'Veon. He's signing a four year, fifty two, I believe, point four or point five million dollar deal with the New York Jets. Um, uh, sixty-one million dollars. He can earn up to sixty-one million dollars. And initially, I saw something that said thirty-three million guaranteed. But I think now I saw something else that said he only got twenty-five million dollars mm. in guaranteed. Leave him out with twenty-five million dollars guaranteed. And wow. I want to bring up something really interesting. The and four, what, what did you originally say you thought it was? 35? I thought it was thirty-three. 30. But then I think I saw a separate report on either NFL trade rumors or ESPN. And just to remind me, what was the what was the total contract? It so was it's around a, thirteen million a year. It's a base value of fifty two, I think point four point five million dollars over four years, but he can make up to sixty one million dollars. Yeah, the first thing I saw as can a Steelers I, fan, I'm like, the Steelers offered him more. I was kind of like, he also. What? I think he wanted to go to the Jets. He likes New York. He wanted. No, to I think so. But do you think gang a, green a little bit of in the back of Bell's mind, like kind of like. Regret missing out on the fourteen point five, or even not taking the Pittsburgh deal, which I think was about fourteen ish million a year. It was thirteen point three. I think it was thirteen. I think it was around what the franchise tag was, which was fourteen. That's what I thought too. But I read a report about this because I was even though I wasn't a Steelers or Jets fan, I'm I'm a big NFL fan. Any major signing like this, I'll read all about it. it I thought it was just under the franchise. I thought it was too, but I read an article and it said it was like thirteen point three. So around that range. So it was like a couple... Definitely of, more. But it was like a couple thousand more. Right. So a little more. But doesn't he want his money? It's always he about does. his money, right? He does. And he said he wanted but to be there. But those incentives bring it up to 61, which is big because Gurley got mm. four years 60. So if Bell hits all those incentives, all of a sudden he gets four years 61 million. It's... So okay. that's the, I think that's a big thing. Also, can I bring something up? But it's up? not as much guaranteed money as we thought, though, because... I thought he was going to get more guaranteed. That's I think the, the guaranteed money is kind of low. low. I think it's around the same as the Steelers offered him. So I want to I bring up something. Not as much as sentence. I want to bring up know, something. It's interesting. I want to bring up something really interesting. What? The San Francisco 49ers offered Bill three years, $38 million. That's just under $39 million, Or, sorry, just under $13 million per year. Uh-huh. So you're saying why he would take that. Three years, $38 million. How much was? Do you know how much was guaranteed? How much? Thirty-eight million. Wow. I I think there was a report that said. Sorry about that. 
I think there was a report, and uh, they said that they weren't a hundred percent sure, but there was a good chance that it was a fully guaranteed three-year, thirty-eight million dollar contract. Wow. I'm surprised he turned that down. I mean, I get he didn't get that extra year he wanted, that extra fourth year, or maybe the incentives well, we're didn't. Well, sort of running backs nowadays. Especially with he the He might not. The, he might not get that appealing offer for you know because remember thirteen million a year. He might not get that that same type of offer. Him being what. 29-30, I believe, when that rolls when that rolls around. So, you know, that's... But even so, he'll be... I, I think I'm, he's 26, I believe. And... I think he might even be 27 now. But he's... I think he... he I think he's 26, he, 27. Uh, he actually might be 27. But even the four-year deal, he's now 30, 31 years old. Yeah, I mean, that... That's, that's exactly right. But, so... You know, point is, the next time he signs a deal, he'll be between 30 and 31 years old, right? He'll be yeah. 30, yeah. So He is at indeed 27. So he'll be 31. So he'll be 31 when he signs his, or when this contract is up, he'll be 31. Yeah. Um, and I think the biggest thing was he wanted to surpass the $60 million deal that Gurley did. And he wants to set the record. He wants to set the market, right? Also, getting sixty one isn't really setting the market. It's beating. He now, yes, he might be the highest paid, kind of admitted, but he's not resetting the market. Resetting right. the market is beating Gurley's deal by a good five to seven million. Now, he didn't reset the market. No, I agree, but that's what he was trying to do. I don't think he didn't accomplish that. And like, I always want to ask who wins. You know, Belarus Steelers, but I don't really think it's a fair question to ask. Everybody's a winner. No, no. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, thinking about it. And okay, can we just pause for a sec? Mm-hmm. He's gonna make at least twenty five million dollars. That's a lot. Of, <laughs> we're acting like oh, only twenty five million. Twenty five million is a lot of money. But he was talking. He was talking about you know. Seventeen million a year at one point. Yeah, I know he was, but I would take twenty five million in. Uh, I would take twenty five we million. We would. Do- We're not Le'Veon now. <laughs> exactly. No, we that is. Lev. Yes, I would take twenty five million dollars over four years any day of the week. Right, but you know, Jets are gonna be good. Do you think there's any regret in Le'Veon Bell's mind not taking that fourteen point five million dollars? I mean, he's not gonna. He if there is, he's so, not gonna to admit me, it. I don't. Yeah, obviously he's not. He's not he said there's no regrets, but. Thinking, maybe you know, maybe in the back maybe in the back of his mind there might there possibly could be. That, I mean, but I don't think he would have gone. I think way. he has to move on. He's with an organization with the Jets who I think can be when they have their franchise quarterback. Talking about they signed C.J. Mosley to a monster five year, eighty five million dollar mm. contract. So you talk about uh, one of the best line. We talked about Mosley before how he's one of the best linebackers in the NFL. Uh-huh. Now the Jets have a guy to really anchor that defense with Leonard Williams. Um, they almost got Anthony Barr, but at the last second, Barr kind of pulled away. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jet, Jet, they got Jameson Crowder, who's a solid slot receiver. Jets are, you know, they're making their way up there. I think they're the second-best team in the AFC East, which might not be saying much. Right. But do I see nine, Do I see a winning record in New York for the Jets? Possibly. Possibly. I think I think the Jets 
I know it's I know it's bold, but I could see the Jets going nine and seven. Now I know you're really high on Sam Darnold. I am high on Darnold. I am. Now it's you a bit know. of a I know, as I said, it's like my bold prediction that I have them going with a winning record. But I think they can I have faith in them. Mm. Yeah. It pains I, me to say that the Jets are better than the Giants, but it's true. Yeah, it is true. It is true. Because um, they have their franchise quarterback, and we had a chance to get Darnold. Moving to sort of a quarterback. Yeah. Let's talk about Nick Foles. We've spent almost 45 minutes on free agency and trades, and we have not talked about a quarterback. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. So Nick Foles, four years, 88 million, up to $102 million. With another, with an about fifty point one two five, I want to say. My gut reaction was guaranteed. Wait, fifty. I want to say fifty point one two five million of that was guaranteed. My gut reaction when this trade went, when this, started, this signing went through, was That's a what are they thinking? I, was almost kind of my my gut reaction. Mine. I know he's won a Super Bowl, but like, I saw that report wow. said. Whoa, that's a lot of money for a guy who's been very inconsistent. And you look, he was... I mean, I was very impressed with him the last season and, and you know, two seasons two ago. Seasons ago and I think you look, I think it was like 2013, 2013. One, I'm like, why would you sign him for this many years? I think it, I think it was know? 2013. I saw, him as like, uh, I saw him as a high-end kind of like, you know, like... Plug, you know, so another uh, think few it, plays for younger quarterback. I think it was 2013. Could have been 2014, though. I think it was 2013, though. Uh, but he threw 27 touchdowns to two picks. He was with the Eagles then. He went to the Rams. Sucked. Mm. He was not good. He was just, he was bad. That's true. Then he was, the I think, like, the backup or, like, practice squad on, like, the Chiefs. He wasn't good. He was washed up. And he was about to retire before the Eagles finally, like, gave him, like, a offer and he's like yeah whatever I'll take it and then obviously he was great with the Eagles so he hasn't really been a good quarterback other than that familiarity with the Eagles and that comfort do you think the change of scenery is maybe bad yeah I mean I think it'll be better than when he was after when he left the Eagles the first time but I think there's always that Mm. sense of comfort and familiarity with the Eagles that he won't find anywhere else. Something that I thought was... So he might be good with Jacksonville, but I I thought the Jaguars were going to sign him like a two-year, 40 million. He gets about 20 million a year. They can draft a franchise guy within the next one or two years. One of the reasons... It gives them flexibility if they don't like a quarterback this year. Uh I... And I wouldn't be fine, but four years... I mean, Foles has got to be the starter, no question. This no, year. he's the starter. Yeah, the, I, I mean, mean, even if they draft a quarterback, I mean, you're paying him so much money. For I don't this. think I they're mean, drafting a quarterback, and, and now that's four years, because remember, a rookie quarterback, if they take a rookie quarterback in the first round, his deal is four years. Right. With an, obviously, you have the fifth-year option. They're not taking a quarterback for at least two years. At least. And I maybe, when I say not take a quarterback, I don't mean like, oh, in the sixth round, they might take like a backup. They're right. not going to take a quarterback... Anyone relevant. They're not going to take a quarterback who they have plans starting in the near future. Right. Yeah, so I... A little... I'm, I think this movie is very questionable. But something that I want to talk about is... I Yeah, like, something that Carson once didn't have, which sort of, I think, is the Eagles, was the chemistry with the players, and especially those receivers. He has the chemistry with Ertz. He is... <laughs> I, I, yeah, he does. In Foles or Wentz? Wentz. Wentz. 
Okay. He's, they both did really good. But I think he has a... I think Foles had a really good chemistry with Alshon Jeffrey. He did. And, and um... No, he definitely him. did. Uh, obviously, it'll help because now they're getting Deshaun Jackson. So we'll see if there's a connection there that, you know, grows. I mean, the Eagles get Deshaun Jackson. What Carson Wentz gets Deshaun Jackson. That's right. what I... Clarify. To clarify, yes, that, that's what I meant to say. Because, uh, like... Because who is Nick Foles throwing to in Jacksonville? I mean, uh... Marquise Lee, Marquise Lee, but he's going to return from a torn ACL, so he might not be yeah, 100%. Yeah, he didn't call. But, eh. but now with that seven pick, I just... Do they trade back and take Metcalf? Because, you know, Foles Maybe? likes those big receivers. Yeah, he's with Jeffrey. Good. Yeah, big and receivers. I, with Wentz, a lot of people forget, though, that Carson Wentz, had an M, that Carson Wentz was going to win MVP... Before he tore his ACL and Wentz led them to the Super Bowl. I never thought Wentz fully recovered from that, you know, ACL. He just didn't look the same this season. And then he had the back injury. Yeah. He didn't look the same this season. And even that rookie year, he showed signs of greatness. And then he followed it up with an MVP year. He was going to win MVP. There was no doubt about it. Had he not gotten, had he not torn his ACL, he was going to win MVP. I agree. So we'll see if he can kind of move past last year, move past another injury, another multi-month recovery time. Yeah, because I think that it was not smart for the Eagles to, you know... I think they may have... Rushed him? Rushed him a little bit. Interesting. In my opinion. Because I think everyone was probably thinking, like, but get him on the field already. But I don't think I so. Think no, kind of... I don't... Because once... Fools play pretty well against... I mean... Well, Foles was okay in those first two games, and they didn't. Even though they lost to the Bucks, he led them on a. He nearly led them on a comeback. I mean, I, I don't think it was mostly that, but I think you also like if you don't get those live game reps, if you don't get, if you're not mm. in a game, nothing can simulate live NFL game action, regular season game no, action. I agree. I just so, although he might have felt hundred percent, and he might have been in, you know, good, you know, eat, but. In order to get into not just good shape, but football shape, uh-huh. and be able to play at a high level in a live game situation, it takes a few games, and maybe, mm. and then, but he just didn't. and then obviously broke, and then obviously you had the back injury. But and he he just looked not like himself. It looked like it was something bothering him. Just watching him play. Yeah, well, we'll see. <clears throat> we'll see for next year, but uh, I mean, it Nick Foles at. The, that division is always kind of up for grabs. N- not nothing against Nick Foles against. I think Nick Foles is going to be a good quarterback. I think he'll be fine. But four years up to a hundred two million dollars is a little too rich. For a me. little too rich. <laughs> a little too rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe a lot too rich. Yeah, a lot too rich. <laughs> um, let's get to another trade that kind of got covered up with the OBJ trade, but D Ford. Mm. being traded after the Kansas City Chiefs franchise tagged him. He got traded to the San Francisco 49ers and then signed a lucrative extension, although Trey Flowers' extension was larger. But that's another story. Uh, D. Ford was traded for a 2020, not this year, but next year, a 2020 second-round pick. And the and then he signed a five-year, $87.5 million deal with the 49ers. Shai, what are your thoughts? I don't know specific, more specific terms, like guaranteed money, but that's what I have. Well, we're just looking at this. It seems like a very good trade for the Niners. Because I, I think the, if, if Garoppolo stays healthy, they're going to be better. So that second-round pick 
will be in like the mid the it'll be more of a middle second round pick right, in my opinion. I, that's where I think gives they'll finish. Because with that number two overall pick in this draft, they give them because everyone was thinking like, well, Bosa, Bosa, and Williams oh, seems probably like the best player in that position. But now we're like, oh, Bosa. Quentin Williams is defensive tackle, so they were probably going to take Bosa. Right. Or but, Josh well, Allen. Well, before, because you thought Bosa was going to Arizona, that was kind of speculation now. And Daddy. Kyler Murray's going to go there. But it gives them so much more flexibility. flexibility. Do they trade in back? That draft. They could trade back down. And they, also, they they gives them a nice, you know, an, an edge rusher, which is really what they would needed. you be? Would you a be a young so, guy? You know, would now you, he hasn't been very consistent over his career. But hey, in his contract year, that's the time to have a good year. Right, and that's what he did. Do you? I think people are kind of forgetting, that, like two years ago, when he was kind of, he was. You know, Trending, but he still Not wasn't there really yet. There, you know. Do you believe? Would you be surprised if Nick, if the Forty Nine ers still took Bosa at number two? I would not be surprised. Cause you, no. I agree because I think they have Ford on one side. Now they can draft Bosa or Josh Allen or whoever on the other side. Now you have two guys. Now you have two great defensive ends. You have two who can rush the passer on a consistent basis. No, I think with the Niners, you gotta take. The best player available, and I think that I agree. That's got to be that. They have some holes, but they don't have a ton. They have a good amount of holes, but it's to the point where they have lack of impact players. Exactly, but like I think they should take the best player available. If that's Bosa, take Bosa. If it's Quinnen Williams, take Quinnen Williams. Or if they, I don't think, uh, if they want to trade back, if there's a team that offers them, you know, a very good deal, trade back, because there's you could trade back and still be in the top. 10 and still get an impact defensive player because this, as I said, that front seven of this defensive draft is loaded. Yeah, now, what, like, what team, I'm just kind of brainstorming here, if they wanted to indeed Niners. trade back, what, what, with the Niners, what team, what, I'm just kind of thinking about, like, teams are teams. definitely falling out because, you know, we thought possibly the Giants, but if these reports are true that they're not interested mm-hmm. in training up, they won't do that. Jaguars had their quarterback. I mean, possibly Denver at 10 and Miami at 13, but they're almost certain to give up first-round picks next year mm-hmm. if they trade that far. Miami is building towards the future, so they're definitely not going to want to trade a first-round pick. I mean, I think if a surprise team like the Raiders want Murray and well, the Cardinals don't take him, I don't I know. I think it's kind of like up in nowhere, but like, what about the Packers? Packers at 12? Yeah. And because they only have they have two first round picks, that I mean if they give what was it thirty that they have twelve and thirty they have twelve, 12 and 30. thirty, I I think that's kind of appealing. You know, I mean they the, did they the did uh, in free agency they did sign Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith and I know like I'd probably rather have Bosa than those guys, but it's but not they are a need. It's not right. a need, and also they've they've already especially I think in Zadarius Smith they already invested a lot of money. And they don't want to like wrap the bat, just like waste the money by. Mm. And I'm not. It's, hey, if I'm not saying like, oh, it's one of those guys from out of Green Bay. They want to take him because of that. But do you want to give up the draft capital, and pass and well, you already paid so much money at that position. Plus, I'm just saying they have the capital to trade for him. If they Probably want doesn't to, doesn't make sense. If they want to, I'd be shocked if they did. The one thing that you could do. What if they took, I don't know, maybe Devin White? I don't. Th- I think Devin White could be a top five player in this year's draft. I don't think he'll be available at 12. You're saying if they trade to two, though? Yeah. 
They trade to two. So that's the only player I see that kind of makes sense. Right? I think Quinn and Williams make sense because they don't have a ton of pressure up front with uh, some of the guy like with some of the guys leaving. So I think they could. I think if they had the number two pick, or and, you know Devin Quinn Williams, Devin White, Devin White. But the thing I could see the Giants. I could see the Giants. Secondary, but there's no one really there. Who, they have no. They're secondary. They have pieces, but they they're young. young. Pieces. So they need a. What about that? I mean, kind of safety. I think they have a few gaps. Oh, yeah, because they traded Haha. Uh, now with their. Oh no no they tra- no they signed Adrian Amos. Was it the pa- That was it the Packers. That was with the Packers. He signed from the Bears to the Packers. So they have a safety now. Hmm. For some reason, Connor went to a different team, but yeah. Adrian Amos, Amos. Yeah. No, he signed a forty-year, thirty-seven million-dollar deal with the Packers. Oh, okay. And it's funny because ha 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 clings dicks. It's funny. He signed with the Bears. Uh-huh. No, ha ha signed with the Bears. So they almost just really. I know ha ha played with the Redskins. Yeah, kind of a swap. But uh, yeah. Yeah, and then the, also it's kind of the Packers traded Demarius Randall. You know, to the br- to the Browns, who to became Browns. a very, who had a very good season. I think he's sort of I the Quick, I think he was very quickly, good. What are your thoughts tomorrow on D Ford's contract? The five years, eighty seven and a half million. I think it might be a little much, but when you're yeah. seeing guys like Trey Flowers get five for ninety, and you're seeing Trent Brown, although he's an offensive lineman, getting four for sixty six, because you have to believe that Ford can have that consistency that he can. Be a guy that you think he's what twenty seven now. He's young. 26. No, he, he somewhere around there. He's young though. He's yeah, young. I think I would sign him for probably three, five seems much. I maybe four or three. But when you're when a guy's that young, he's going to sign for four or five. And also, as I said, when you're looking, I would have made it four, but I don't think it's anything you know ludicrous. outrageous. I mean, right. when you're looking at you know, I know C.J. Mosley's one of the better linebackers, but when he's getting five for eighty-seven, when Landon Collins is getting six for eighty-four, when Trey Flowers is getting five for ninety, and Trent Brown's getting four for sixty-six, I know they all play different positions, but kind of just seeing how a lot of these guys are getting overpaid. So if you're if you really want a guy. Of D Force caliber, well, all, you're somebody, gonna have to break the bank, and that's what the Niners would did did. And if they feel comfortable doing with it, by all means, do it. No, yeah, I don't think it was a. I think I thought it was a solid move for the Niners. I think it was good for the Patriots to move on from Trent Brown and Trey Flowers. Mm. Because with that, we know it's plug and replace. It's plug and replace. That's what the Patriots are known for. That's what they do. But isn't it like because that's an important position that. Trent Brown is playing. But right? it was Nate Sorter last year. He signed with the Giants. So everyone was freaking out. And then they brought in Trent Brown. Look what he's done. Yeah. So, I mean. Dante Skarnecki a very good O-line coach. But and, it was, but this O-line's got to very important for the Patriots. Because you got to protect number 12. Right? Who is now, who will be going to his what? Age 41, 42 years? 42. Se- yeah, I, I think he'll be 42 so that's, in August. I mean. I know he's such a, you know, very... Donatio is a very good offensive line coach, but that's, you know, an important thing. And even with Trey Flowers, I think, like, these are important positions to fill, but I think at the end of the day, both of them got overpaid, and the Patriots, they traded for Mike... They acquired Michael Bennett. They don't... But the Patriots are so good at grooming talent and plugging... 
if a guy gets more money I'm elsewhere. I'm how they're going to get pressure. That's a different story, but I just kind of don't know how they're going to get mean, pressure. I mean, we didn't know last year, and they were fine, and they won the <laughs> Super Bowl. Yeah, I'd so say that's fine. They're probably so. the best team at, oh, you're going to leave in free agency. We're just going to replace you like that. I'm not saying they can with guys like those, but I'm just saying right. that if there's any team that will be able to replace those guys, it's the Patriots. So that's all the time we have on Game Time Podcast. We hope we caught you up on all the free agent news. And can't wait to see you next time. Look at all the free agent news. See ya.